Welcome to the People Powered Community Podcast, where we dive into the inspiring stories of go to market professionals who have leveraged their skills to create strong and lasting connections within their community. Get ready to be inspired and learn how you too can harness your business superpower for good. Hello, and welcome to the People Powered Community Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Greenwood, the CEO and founder of Chief Evangelist Consulting. And today I'm here with Nisha Bakshi, the head of digital customer success and community at Gong. Nisha, so glad to have you. Yes, so great to, to, to be here, Leslie. I appreciate you uh, thinking of me. Of course, of course. So a little story on how Nisha and I met, which I like to start off with, is um, she was speaking at this CS100 conference that I went to, which was amazing. And in Sundance, Utah, I think one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And so, of course, at a CS conference and there's someone in the community talking, of course, I accosted her um, right after the event and um, made sure she knew who I was so that we could talk later. And she's been kind enough to like chat with me about all things community. And then I think we send each other like um, random emails from time to time about you know somebody probably work stuff. And then it somehow delves into like some other kind of stuff and then we start over another time. We're just pen pals. We're e-pen pals. There you go. We'll go mm-hmm. for that. Go with that. But we should meet in person. Oh, again, in person. And I actually have a coffee someday. So we'll mm-hmm. definitely uh, definitely add that to the list of, of things to do. So, well, today we're going to talk at length about you, your superpower, how that relates to community, which is going to be very easy since you work in community. Um, but before we get into that main intro, um, I'm actually a little curious if you could describe to us what digital CS looks like um, at Gong. And if you think that di- that digital CS at Gong looks like other places, because I know like CS in itself doesn't look the same in most places. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, you know, a hot topic, I think, for customer success people these days. Um, for me, when I think about what digital customer success achieves, it's really achieves air cover for every user of our entire um, in our entire portfolio. So our CSMs can handle, you know, a, a multitude, you know, dozens and dozens of accounts, or they can handle like one or two, um, but with like hundreds of licenses. So how do you make sure that all of these users are really, are really understand and get the value out of, out of our product? And <clears throat> Digital CS provides that air cover. So making sure that we've got, you know, nurture, working with our marketing team and making sure that there are nurture emails. We're make, working with our, par, uh, our product team, making sure that we have, you know, good like journey and guidance that are happening in product. Um, and then even our ops team, they're really working on really scaling a lot of our, um, scaling our, uh, our long tail, our SMB customers. And so really just having that sort of holistic perspective. And I think having that perspective is sort of the second part of the job is like that governance piece of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all, none of these, actually none of these teams report to me. Um, I just am in their racy or their rapid. So I'm informed. I know about what's happening. Um, I also can make um, recommendations or suggestions based on some of our strategic advice that's given um, given to us from um, like our, our ELT, for example. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's really just about understanding, you know, who is touching our customer and when. And for me personally, I decide whether I understand whether or not I want to, you know, lead a project, lead, follow, or get out of the way is what I've been telling everyone. Okay. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, um, 
to replicate things that are already happening if they're going really well, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, mm-hmm. But also understand so that, you know, now that Gong has 1200 employees and we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of customers, um, just making sure that every customer has some some touch, some experience so that they're getting value. So that's digital CS. There um, you go. And I can actually share how that connects with community. If that's yeah, helpful. I would. I was I was thinking about that because I'm like, okay, so what's that look like compared yeah. to like regular community? Do you still do the engagement things on the digital CS that you would do in regular community? Or yeah, let's just go right into that, and then you yes. can introduce yourself and tell us all about you. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, it's a dual. I think it's a. I think it's actually really awesome that I have this opportunity because I built an. I, I built the Gong community now. Now the Visioneer community. Um, and the idea was we wanted our customers to be able to connect. It was a post-sale community, but we wanted them to be able to connect and learn from each other and talk to each Mm -hmm. other and share best practices. And you can only, um, even with such an amazing program, you can only get derive as much value from it as people that know about it. Right. So Mm -hmm. there is an awareness thing. There's an awareness piece and there's an engagement piece. So you have to engage, like you have to bring people to the party and, and it, it, you know, you're going to, you're throwing an awesome party all the time and people that get there will learn and understand and will, will, it'll make an impact for them, but you got to bring people to the party. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at all of our customer, like facing experiences and programs, and there aren't super clear and distinct ways that we're nurturing people and moving, creating awareness into the help center at the right article at the right time into our academy to the right people at the right time, into the community to the right people at the right time. And so when thinking about, well, how do I create more awareness? Because that's what I always used to say. Like when you think about creating community, there's got to be awareness and then there's got to be engagement. And so when I was thinking about how do we really make an impact on the awareness piece of it, I'm like, oh, this is digital CS. This is, it's not just about me and the community and what I built. It's about all of it. It's we have these amazing set of, of resources, but it needs to be served up um, at the right at the right time. So there needs to be some personalization. Um, it needs to be it needs to be predictive, um, and that takes a lot of time to build. Yeah. But yeah. that's hopefully eventually where we're going. So we do have all these great things. We have all the things. Um, mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that everybody knows about all the things at the right time. I think getting people to understand even the most important things um, sometimes are challenging. I mean, just the digital input that everybody has all day. So like if you're dripping that information on them in different stages of their journey, and then they go and move into your customer community where they start getting the engagement and the best practices, like that's a really great, great idea. So love to follow that. Um, I am going to say I keep back here on my board, a list of quotes from guests and um, your lead, follow, or get out of the way is going on my um, board. <laughs> I have had personal challenges uh, getting myself in or out of the right stages. So that's just very clear and very direct. And I'm going to definitely take that away from our our conversation. Yeah. I mean, my my dad is full of those quotes. So I'm sure I'll say more things like that during this, this podcast. And oh. Uh, I'll just attribute it to my dad now. <laughs> There's plenty of room on my whiteboard, so okay. we can just we can just keep going on yes. that. Well, tell us a little bit about you and um, how you got to Gong, and um, I know you've had a really long run in community, so I'd love to hear you know kind of where that started as well. 
yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's best to start um, from from the beginning. Um, and actually, because this is about people, I can just share that I'm just a very naturally like extroverted extrovert. Um, I've mm-hmm. always been that way. Um, I love bringing people together, um, diff- people in different groups. I love connecting them to each other. It really, it makes me happy. I love, um, and you're going to ask me this later, but I'll bring it up. I'll just bring it up again, but, or bring it, I'll pre-bring it up, uh, is that I love to, um, I love to like hype other people up and I know what they're working on. I know what makes them special. And anytime I meet someone and I know so much about, and I introduce people, um, to these two people to each other, I always will tell them like, Oh, this is what's so great about them. And they've done this and they've accomplished X, Y, Z. And, um, and then I connect these two people, which then I know they're like, of course, they're going to want to talk to each other because I figured out a connection point between them. Plus they're also completely amazing and the different things that they do. And so um, I always just thought, wouldn't that be really cool if I could just do more of that? And when I graduated from school, um, from undergrad in 2007, um, I had a couple of different roles, um, but the second job that I ever had um, when I graduated was, um, and actually, I don't know if I've ever told the story in a podcast, so you get to hear it from oh, here first. Okay. Um, but I, um, I used to go to this meetup when meetup.com was huge. I mean, I think it still is a pretty, pretty big thing. Um, but there was a really cool meetup called Silicon Valley New Tech, and it was just other tech people that would connect with other tech people and they would do a demo, like a, a, a five minute demo of like some really cool SaaS product, get feedback from the audience. And then there was a networking session. And I used to go to that because I was the only marketer at my startup, the startup company that I was at with 12 people. We had our head of marketing and me, but I was the only person like feet on the street. Mm -hmm. I wanted to meet other people. And so I, I used to go to that for about a year. And then they asked, well, Hey, like, is there somebody that wants to actually run this meetup? Because the person who had been running it was like moving to Singapore to be a VC. Now he's like very fancy. And if you Google him, you'll see him, you know, articles and articles about Vinny Loria. He's just an amazing guy. But um, he, uh, after, you know, dozen, interviewing dozens of people, um, he had, uh, he selected um, a fellow by the name of Joe Robinson, who's now the CEO of Hummingbird um, and myself to run this meetup. And we ran it together for half a decade. I got another person on, on board. So, and we basically, I ran this meetup for fun for almost a decade. And it was every single month. And I grew the meetup from a thousand, 2000 people to like 15,000 people, maybe more. Oh, wow. Um, I, I lost track after a while, but it was so much fun. And it was just fun bringing people together to talk about technology. And this was before there was tech grunge disrupt and demo day and all these other things. Like there was none of that had really existed. That's why I thought it was important to share the year that I graduated. Like, wait, 2008. I mean, basically you like tech was, I mean, obviously in the infancy yeah. compared to what we're looking at today. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool. Like people were building apps and, and had really great, I mean, mobile apps was really like the, the cool thing. I remember when like Gowala was like, do you remember Gowala and mm-hmm. like Foursquare and 
um, looped and all these companies like that was such a big deal. And I used to be like the app queen. I knew all the apps. I downloaded all of them. I was just so obsessed with all of it anyway. So what brought me to here was someone at Microsoft approached me and said, you know, you could actually get paid for doing this. Like, are you interested in, you know, working for us in developer evangelism actually. And really? so, yeah, in their, the evangelism team. And I said, yeah, that sounds really great. I, I'm so in. If like this, if this is what my life is like, it's just an extension of myself, all about it. And that's how I got into developer marketing and developer communities and evangelism. And I did that for a decade. And I did that at Facebook and at Salesforce and at Microsoft. I was Microsoft five and a half years. Um, and then found my way into um, a startup as their head of marketing. They're now Series C company. I was employee number eight, Monte Carlo. Um, and then I just, you know, I, I, I love doing all of it, but I just love community. Just mm-hmm. love bringing people together. I mean, I always knew sales. I'd, I know I'd be great at sales. No, I'd be great at business development. No, I'd be good at anything partnerships. Know that I'd be great in community. I'm just really, I just, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I know that I'm good at those things. And I can, I can say that very confidently. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I had this chance at Gong to, to build, to build and launch, because I also like to build. That's the other thing about me. Is like, yes, I love connecting people, but I also like to like create something and then watch it grow. And so, um, and so I, I got to build and launch the Gong community, now Visionaire community. And then now I get to like really build and nurture this digital CS motion. Um, it's not necessarily a department, but it's a, it's a motion. It's a, it's a way of thinking. Um, it's a way of doing so. That's your long answer. <laughs> no, no, that's that's great. I mean, it's just interesting to see that like very early community spark and for you to understand, you know, at your age, like what you're good at. And I'm so very happy. You just claimed it, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of good at this. Or I'm like, no, no, I'm freaking good at this. And, you know, so kudos for you on that. But then like being able to follow your passion. So for me, as I was transitioning out of my last role into this, well, I mean, you know, I came in as customer success. I'm like, do I love customer success or do I love this aspect of community that I accidentally fell into as part of this role? And I walked out and it was very clear to me that it was the community aspect that I love, that I'm passionate about, that I'm like, okay, this, if I could just do this all day and have this feeling of making these connections and creating these spaces for people to make those connections. And I'm like, all, all, all day long, sign me up. Yep. Well, you're great at it. You're an amazing, you know, community, uh, member of the community, builder of community, bringer of people together, community, e-pen pal. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I did not pay her to say that folks. Um, awesome. Well, now let's talk a little bit about your superpower. So everybody, I think, I believe that everyone has a superpower. Um, I don't believe that people see superpower are B2B marketing, um, or, um, amazing at enterprise sales. That is not someone's superpower. Superpower is somewhere deeper inside of you that comes out. And then that enables you to do your job, your work, your life in a different way. So tell us a little bit about what your superpower is. Yeah. My superpower is uh, quantifying the ROI of all of my business, my business. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) 
no, 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 not, not, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to do that so that I get to keep my job. Um, sure. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I think it's what I said earlier. I think it's really being, being a hype woman. And um, there are people that are like really good, like listeners and that can like really hear what it is you're saying. And, you know, probably amazing at discovery and sales calls and, 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 you know, implementation and all of that. But for me, um, you know, it's, I, I, I see someone for who they are and I, I see what their superpower is and I just get excited about it. And I'm so happy that I get to identify that. And then I hype them up on it. And I'm like, I can tell that you are so, so empathetic and you are so, you so deeply care about these three things and I love this about you and I will tell everybody all about it. And, and I think that that gets people excited and gives people energy and I'm good at that. So if you need energy, if you're feeling crappy, if you're in a down mood about yourself, about work, about anything, everybody know, that knows me well knows that they can come to me and they can, they can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for other things, maybe I'm okay at that. But this is like, if you need someone to be on your side and to tell you that you are a badass and you can get anything done because of these reasons and and not be fake about it. Be like, I know you, I know that you're good at these three things. You've done crazier and dealt with crazier shit in the past. (laughs) You, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And um, so that's how I like to hype people up. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Well, now I know how to get better ROI out of our pen pals. Oh, good. Uh, I'm going to write you on the days that I'm just like, I don't think I can do this. Who? I don't know anything about community. No one loves me. You know what I mean? Or not that, but I mean, I'm, that's that's when I'm going to send you uh, my pen pal um, note. I think it's interesting because you said you were an extroverted extrovert, mm-hmm. that you have so much of this like hype inside you that like you have to get it out to go hype other people because you've, you know, like you've got to send that extroversion into other places. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, cause I've heard of people being like, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. And I'm like, none of those apply to me. Like I'm totally extroverted all the way through and through, but like, yes, I obviously do need to like take a nap on that couch every once in a while. Cause I like hype. There's too much hype and I need to like take a nap and I'm, I'm also human, but, um, but I do think that um, it's if you have a superpower, if you know that you're really good at something, you must use it for good, for the greater good. Um, and for me, that's how I that's how I feel. You know, people are having a down day. Even people I don't know if I see them and I'm like, hey, are you OK? Like, I'll just mm-hmm. I'll just ask because people want to be seen. And if people want to share, I'm happy to listen. And I don't know, because I feel like I want someone to someone to ask me and, um, and not everyone feels comfortable. And so, because, but because I do, I just do it and they're like, I'm fine. Okay, cool. I get it. Or like, Oh my God, I've just been dying. Like someone for someone to notice I've been on eight calls today and I've been feeling like poo poo face and you're mm-hmm. the only person to ask me. Okay. Let's chat. You're almost me- the embodiment of what community, you know, can be is that safe place that you can go and share something if it's in a trusted space and get some, you know, validation, feedback, understanding from a group of people. It's just that like, it's the the community of Nisha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like actually I think of it like, um, 
here's an, here's another thing for my dad is he, he, the way that he thinks about people is very much, uh, have you ever heard of friends of bill? Like Bill Clinton, he had like a Rolodex. <clears throat> so he has something called Friends of Bill or like FOBs, I think is what he what what it's called. But he would have a Rolodex of everybody, um, their their name, and then on the back of it, or like an index card, I think it was. And then he would write down things that he knew about them. So he would remember like these are the twenty five people that I met in the past hour. He'd like create quick cards, and he would study them and he would remember them. And that's why he was such a great politician and he knew so many people was because he studied them because he was interested in them genuinely. Mm -hmm. He had friends of Bill. And I think that if people try and you don't have to be amazed, like Bill Clinton was also really smart and had a great memory and was a Rhodes scholar and all of that, but you don't have to be like Bill Clinton to, to remember these things about people. You can put it in an Excel spreadsheet and just write it down. And then when you see them be like, Hey, how's your daughter? How's your cat? You know, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, hey, I, you know, if your daughter's still wearing that backpack that you got her from CS 100. Just remember, just write it down. True. Don't forget. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to um, Heather Fay from the community at Six Sense. Yeah. And um, we were talking about this yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, all of my HubSpot notes start with, they were so nice. They seem like a good human. They really did something like there's no data in any of the first notes in my HubSpot. They're some kind of miscellaneous fact, um, whether I thought that they were nice or maybe reserved or so, there's something about them in my all of my notes. Yeah, that's really I mean, that's like a that's an insight. Like I, I literally have I think maybe that's even one step uh, deeper in a way than being like, you have a cat. It's like, hey, like, Sounds like, you know, Leslie has been having a tough month because she has allergies in April. So just check in in April to see how she's doing uh, because of her bad allergies, you know, like anyway, but I think that's great. Anything that helps provide context on a person and helps shape them is important. And that's how, you know, we're all, we are all connected to each other and you know, everyone's like, yeah, robots are the future and all of that. I'm like, yeah, but who built the robots people? Um, and who, and who, who builds the algorithm for the robots? We do. Mm -hmm. Like it's the data that we provide. It's the data that we say matters and that is powered by people and, and a diverse group of people at that. So that's important. People powered. So you're saying people powered is important. And it comes back to why Leslie is amazing. It is so important. People powered. (laughs) So we're talking people power community. Well, when did you, I'm curious, when did you know that this professional hype woman, by the way, y'all, she did call herself the professional, a professional hype woman, not the professional hype woman. Um, when did you know, like, when did that like start to come to you that like, this is something I get a lot of joy out. Was it only like, were you older? Did you see that earlier in your life? I think I always did it and I didn't know what it was until, and I don't know why this person comes to mind, but my college roommate, Monica, she always, she just has like the the greatest laugh and she is just, just the most wonderful, kind-hearted person. She lives in Florida. She's a physician and she is always like, Anisha, you just like always know how to like make people feel good about themselves. You always, she always tells me, and she's the kind of person And I think she has a little bit of this hype woman in her as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like when you hear something so many times, you're like, wait, this must be true. Like I've heard people say this. 
And I think she said it to me when we lived together, she said it to me enough to where, Hey, like you really know how to make people feel like belong and like connected and happy and excited. Like you, I know how to excite people. And so I think that was probably when I realized, Mm -hmm. Oh, like this is actually something that I do because you know, I'm going to be real with you when life happens and horrible things happen to people. I am not the first person that they will call. You know, mm. there are people that are better listeners and will like empathize and sit down with them. And I, I, I can do that. I will do that. But I also mm. want to get in solution mode or make them feel better. And so that's kind of a double-edged sword there. Mm. But if people are like, you know, walking into a, a, a tough conversation with their manager, if people are really like nervous about, you know, getting on stage because they're about to do a stand-up routine, they'll come talk to me. Come talk there, to me. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, if Monica, if she ever listens to this, which she won't because she's a physician, <laughs> um, maybe I'll send it to her. But I think she's the person who probably... I think my parents probably told me like, oh, you're really good at this and we're so proud of you. But I think when somebody outside of your parents is like, this is something that makes you unique, mm-hmm. then you really, really starts to validate. You really kind of get that third party validation that you need. And good for you for hearing it and accepting it and not like dismissing it. Like maybe it took you a couple of years to get there, but that, you know, yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, okay, I got it. You know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious how you integrate your superpower into how you think about and participate in community, whether that's from your, you know, your personal life or even, you know, even your work life. Like how does that, that professional hype woman, I guess, let me clarify, how does the professional hype woman Mm -hmm. integrate with how you think about Gong's community or how you think about community building in general? Yeah. I mean, I, for for sure, like, I, I think that it is, first of all, it is a delicate balance, right? Because sometimes I can get so energized about something that I'm talking about something and I'm not really listening. Like what I was saying before, like, I'm not really like sitting and trying to understand the root or, you know, I'm just so wanting to build that relationship that I'm not like thinking about like what we're, what it is that we're trying to solve for. So I need somebody to kind of balance me out a little bit and be like, these are all the data points. This is what we're trying to solve for. This is where, this is how we should focus on impact. And then like the what, and then the how piece, I've got that nailed. Like Mm. how, like, okay, we can do this. We'll rally these people. I'll talk to these people and I have relationships with these people, these people. Like I can always, I can crush the how any day of the week. And it's the what piece that I've always kind of been like, all right, I need someone to kind of help me think about that. And actually, and, and, I, and I also want to give a shout out to um, my, uh, my ops business partner who, who is amazing and has been instrumental in like really launching the digi- digital CS, um, it, Sonam DeBulker. And she is very much um, like that what for, for me. Like she's the what, I'm the how, together we have it. Like we may not have it all together, but together we have it all, you know, that quote. Right. Right. Um, uh, another one for your board, if that's not already like lodged deep in the crevices of your going, going, crevices. definitely going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's so interesting. So I wonder if, and I've, I've, you know, kind of just getting into this, like deep into the community space, yeah. um, because I think there are data minded people 
there seem to be a, a you know people have to be kind of data minded but i think you're just like perfectly built for this role because of that like you can see when you talk about those connections and your ideas like how much your face lights up mm-hmm. that like your passion for that part really just zeroes in on the part of community that i think sometimes people forget about is that connection drives almost everything um, whether it's, and, and it could be connection to your product. It could be all those great resources that Gong gives people, but like the thing that brings them back minus a support question or a success question is somehow what you've made them feel within the community, at least in my opinion. Yeah, and, exactly. um, obviously I think that you, you embody that, like that's something you are definitely keeping top of mind when you're thinking about and strategizing your community. Oh, absolutely. And, but I also know like, and you know, it's, it's actually been really sad to see, you know, the past many months, we've seen a lot of community people in their roles lose their, lose their jobs. Um, And a lot of it, and a lot of it is because the company is not seeing the business impact that the community has, has created, or the community, you know, the folks in the community roles haven't shown it, or there's just some disconnect with that. And, you know, I've, worked long, I've been working long enough to know that that was like the first thing that I needed to make sure that was possible was connecting those dots as I'm like, I, I can do the how, but like, I need to make sure these, like the what piece and the data piece is really, really solid. Um, and because if I can't show ROI on this piece of it, it's never going to work and people won't trust me because you know, and, and people want to, you have like, you know, trust, trust, but verify. Mm-hmm. It's like, they want to trust you. They see good results, but they want to verify that they want the feedback loop of knowing that it's actually making a difference. And any human being would actually want that. I don't, I don't blame, I don't blame anyone for wanting to see that. And so that's, that's what I built into the the DNA of the community. And that's why I partnered so closely with, you know, our, my, with our ops team and our, my ops business partner, Sonam and her team, uh, Chris Fernandez uh, was just amazing and fantastic is I was like, Chris, like, these are the things that I'm trying to, trying to quantify. And I know, you know, and he always calls it like the cause he's like, okay, there's the causation correlation genie, like Mm -hmm. it it comes out. But I said, you know, I know that I can't necessarily draw a causation, but what if I am able to put together like 10 different correlations that show that community is impactful? And he was like, absolutely. And we built an entire dashboard within Salesforce that actually quantified the ARR influence that the community had. Because we were, it was an open community, but it's for our customers. And we could see people going to the community, engaging, signing up as non-customers, then becoming customers later. So we were a touch point in the sales cycle. So I can check anytime someone's a touch point in the sales cycle. And I can literally just pull up a report right now. I've got a little tab open here. I could just press a button and I can be like, this is how much money that the community's influence. And everyone agrees. Good job. Like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And we have multiple different dashes that are like that around people spend that spend more time in the community, tend to upsell sell at higher amounts. Um, <clears throat> by two and a half, three X, like there's so many different vectors that we pull. So I do think that that's important. Um, but if you can just... For me, I'm like, I have to do this because if, if I can get this done, then I can justify and have fun playing in here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's, yeah. uh, I mean, I want to do this all the time, but if I don't do this, then no one will let me do this. <laughs> Job. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the things that um, it's interesting. I have people like, okay, great. So what are we going to measure? Engagement. I'm like, yeah, that's great. We'll start with that, but let's start with your business outcomes. And then, you know, we walk through all of it and it's like, okay, we have to have business outcomes. Let's measure them now. And I work with a lot of earlier stage startups. I'm like, can I see your um, CSATs and your NPS and your um, all these things? And many of them don't have that yet. So it's almost like we got to baseline you and then align that to business outcomes we want later on. Um, and then we can go do, or I can go do all the fluffy stuff and create connections and, and all of that. So I've, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Um, okay. Guys, people are going to ask those questions. Oh yeah. And yeah. just setting expectations that you will not put anything on a board slide for 18 months. Um, you know, otherwise you're yeah. definitely not having, uh, I will not meet your expectations for sure. True. True. Yep. Well, what's as as we kind of wrap up here, what is one takeaway or one um, action item that someone's like, oh man, I what Nisha's talking about, like that's me. Um, what might you give them some advice to that might want to help them build on that superpower? Yeah, I mean, you know, you you talk about having your superpower, um, but I always say like it's a skill based economy is people don't care what companies that you've worked at so much as what role have you done and have you done that really well? And so, you know, hone into those skits. First, take your superpower and understand what are the different roles um, that can really make an impact, that you could make an impact in, um, where you get to use that superpower all the time. And then join different groups and communities and meet other people that are in those, you know, if you're early in your career, spend time and, and meet other people that are like that. And, you know, they say birds of a feather flock together. So, you know, who's your flock, who's in your flock and learn from them. And then if you're like, okay, after spending, you know, multi, a lot of time with this group, I'm not really interested, then you can move on. Um, but if you're like, wow, this is really cool. I love what they're doing. I could, I could totally run circles around all this. Then you should then, then really invest and really take the time and, um, you know, look for roles that are in that and, um, you know, in, in, in that specific, um, you know, uh, like the, uh, you know, that, or have an interest to you in, in a field that you like, or, um, maybe like a burgeoning technology that you think is really interesting, but it's not about, you know, and and I say this to people all the time because I think people can get really, stuck on, I really need to be in this one industry. I really love this one thing. I'm like, I think what brings people joy is doing things that they love. And that is, that's, that's a skill. Like Mm -hmm. it's, and that's, and that's what people hire for. People don't care if I did community, uh, they don't care where I've done community. They just care that I've done community. They want that somewhere else. Um, and if you, if you happen to like their product, they're like, great, thumbs up, glad you like it. But we want you for your skills. So nurture your skills. It's a skill-based economy. Learn as much as you can. Um, always have that learning growth mindset. Every time in my career that I have shut that part down and I was like, this is how we should do it. We need to be this way. And I wasn't open. Um, I was the least happy personally and the least successful. Mm-hmm. And I did that because I was insecure. I was insecure and I... I just wanted to fall back on what I knew instead of 
having an open mindset and learning from others and learning from other people. And when I do that now, I'm like, people, I feel like I'm like a different person. Like people want to share, people want to tell you things. People know that you're there to help them. You get so much more accomplished. It's great. Yeah. Something you said made me think of um, uh, a conversation I had with Ravi Rajani. And he said, like, you know, we have these conversations and, you know, said joining groups and finding where you find affinity and things like that is like, you know, our personalities, et cetera, like we attract and repel. So we will naturally bring towards us the things that are, you know, like that we need. And, you know, the people that like, I'm not their cup of tea, then that's, that's okay. Because that's just part of me. You know what I mean? Like having the right people around me, et cetera. So I think that's just kind of a little bit goes into what you were talking about there um, as well. Nisha, this has been such a terrific episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to tell your story and your superpower and tell us all about the amazing Gong community. Um, I assume we can find you on LinkedIn or is that the best place for people to find you to learn more? That's a great place. I'm sad this podcast is over. I really enjoyed speaking with you. This was really fun. Oh, I do. You know, this was amazing. This was really great. So I appreciate you. You're just like really fun guests. So thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much for listening this week. We will see you again next week with a brand new episode of the People Power Community Podcast.